Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney Plus. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. start crying from the start <sighs> okay I just <sighs> all right I just have to get that out of the way <laughs> oh I knew this episode would be really hard um but today um I was hoping to announce something totally different um you know <sighs> I think everybody knows because I put it out on my social media, picture out on my social media. Today, we were getting ready to announce what was supposed to be very exciting news that we were having our second child and I was 14 weeks pregnant. We were super excited. But I think from you, everybody has seen now, ugh, wasn't meant to be and um. So this week I had my second miscarriage and I figured I would, you know, I'm so full. Dis I share too much. Um, I think we all know this at this point <laughs> from tuning into the Sarah Frazier show. It's really, oh my God, it's too many things over the years. But anyhow, now it's too late. I overshare and that's what I do. So I thought today, I, this is a very hard episode, I'm sure for a lot of you, because as hard as it is to be going through our second miscarriage, I'm sure many of you listening have been through more than that. I know personally friends who have been through five or more. Um, you know, the journey to have a kid, uh, basically over the age of 25, is is not for the faint of heart, okay? It really isn't. Um and so I'm just going to take you through my story. I, I am always a believer because 
This one has been really hard just because we were so far along. And the first one, if you guys recall, the first miscarriage I had back in 2019, we were about, we were kind of the same way, 12, 13. We were definitely 13 weeks along. Um, actually, it was, it was pretty much like the same thing, except for this pregnancy is not a molar pregnancy. The first one was, which was very rare. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I share because hopefully one person Hopefully one person hears my story or I always feel like here's a guest or, you know, something resonates on the podcast and that encourages you to keep going because, uh, you know, that's all we really can do, right? Can't, you know, these things are so out of our control, especially when it comes to miscarriages, um, totally out of our control. So I can, you know, I, I, Decided a long time ago, and Schman's on board, I was going to share our journey to become parents. We want to become parents to more children, and I know that will happen. Um, and, you know, I am going to share my story. So all the things, the highs and lows. So this one's a low. So I'll just take you through what happened because I think, you know, maybe it helps somebody else who's going through it or, um, you know, I, I'm certainly – like back to the drawing, not, not really back to the drawing board, because I think if there's a silver lining for this whole situation, I feel like Schman and I are very clear about our next steps in becoming parents, which I'll discuss at the end of the podcast. So um, just, you know, just to, to step back. So a lot of you guys know I had gone to, we've been, we had been trying for like eight months to get pregnant since like last September, September of 2022 or October, 2022, around there. Nothing was really happening. I went to an IVF doctor in January. They did a round of IUI, um, which by the way, if you're over the age of 40 has like a 5% chance of working or less. I don't even know why they, that this IVF doctor would suggest that to me. It was such a money grab. And then afterwards, uh, when it didn't work, the office basically said, if you'd like to speak to the doctor, that'll be another $375 for 20 minutes. And I basically told them to fuck themselves and I'm looking for a new fertility doctor here in Los Angeles. Okay. So thanks to you guys. And this is also why I share because I have the smartest listeners. So many of you have been through so many things and probably my, you're probably listening to this and you're like, I have been exactly in your shoes, my husband or my partner and I have, and you know, I can offer some advice and I love your advice. I, you guys write to me and I'm so grateful for it. So an amazing listener had written to me and said, Sarah, there's this database where you can actually search across the country for IVF doctors. And let me give it to you guys right now. Um, And you can see their success rate based on a woman's age, based on, you know, if she's using her own eggs or not her own eggs or how many cycles of IVF. So um, and so the, um, let me see. the website is, um, I want to give this to you cause it's really good. It's SART, S-A-R-T dot org. And there you can search doctors and success rates all across the country. Cause I was getting, Schman and I were getting ready to pay 30 to 40 grand out of pocket for IVF. And we were going to start in June. We'd found Dr. Wexstein in San Francisco. Not ideal because we live in LA, but the the office had arranged that they were going to do the monitoring here in um, LA, and we were going to go to San Francisco for like the um, retrievals, right? And then hopefully the transfer. Okay, 
So that month, like May, we're when we're supposed to go for our blood work for my cycle. I find out I'm pregnant. Oh my god! Super exciting news. Was not anticipating that. Um, I've been taking really good care of myself. I went and saw this nutritionist here in LA that was recommended to me, and basically he was like, "You need to double the vegetables you were eating." eat a little more, you know, eat more protein. And I, I really kind of had been a vegetarian because Schman was. Um, and he was like, you need to eat some eggs and chicken and some fish and these, and then drink this dandelion tea and some other stuff. I'll like, I'll talk, I'll, that'll be like a whole separate podcast. I'll talk about it because I, I do think his nutritional plan helped get me preggers. So get pregnant, so excited. Now, when you're talking about... <sighs> Things like, you know, women, people always, you always have a gut instinct, right? You always have a gut instinct. So I had also used the pre-mom app. Shout out to Angie Goff from Fox 5. Angie Goff said to me, who, by the way, is like 43 and just had a child naturally. She had said to me, you have to use this pre-mom free tracking app. Don't pay to upgrade. You pee on these ovulation sticks. You put it in. Every woman knows, I think, probably about this app. And it will literally tell you when to have sex. Downloaded it, used it two months, second month, boom, pregnant. Okay, shout out to Angie Goff. She's amazing. So, you know, you wait the seven, eight weeks. I go in for my first appointment and um, they they were like, yeah, you're pregnant. You have a heartbeat. It looks great. However, the baby was measuring four days off, Okay. So now everybody, everybody says this is fine. The doctors say this is fine. There's a margin of error. You know, KJ was always like huge. KJ was like measuring like two weeks bigger always like he was huge he was like off the charts from the beginning all right so I you know that kind of concerned me a little bit because I had tracked to the day like I knew when I was ovulating and they were like oh you can ovulate late all right well I'm certainly not a scientist I think we all know this from the stay podcast so I thought well they're the experts what do I know so I come back two weeks later baby's still measuring four days off but keeping up right so this must have been around the 10-week. Yeah, I guess the 10-week mark. Okay. Uh, so then they say, you know, you're going to do your NIPT test. For people who don't know, it's a cell-free, it's just a blood test. Tests for um, Down syndrome, trisomy like 19 or trisomy 18. Again, just Google NIPT. A lot of women over 35, I think they all recommend it. You don't have to take it, but it's kind of an indicator of if there's something genetically wrong. My doctor had said, it's... It, you know, it's not 100% foolproof, but usually if you have some other genetic disorder with your child, you um, miscarry, you know, before that. Okay, I get the NIPT back. Oh my God, I was so nervous about it. I get it back, everything's normal, and by the way, we're having a girl. You know, amazing, right? Dream come true. This is great. A mini Sarah. And actually, when I had my daughter, maybe I should name her Sarah. So we were in, you know, we were in Michigan. We had gone away for the summer. We are going to Maine. Um, and pretty soon after I get these NIPT results, for like a day or two, I was like over the moon, so excited. But then I began to just have this like not great feeling. Like I never really settled into this, this pregnancy. And I'm curious if other women have ever had this experience. Like, did you have a pregnancy? You know, I can't decide. And I know when you have a miscarriage, you like... know you second guess you know you second guess like everything that you did but I almost think like did I worry myself like did I get myself so worked up um about like is this baby gonna be okay is this baby gonna be okay that I almost like self-sabotaged does that make sense anyway I know you guys are thinking I'm nuts I am nuts but anyway 
So I don't know because I I really was like I was really were I was really anxious this whole pregnancy and and I remember with KJ I never felt that way and the first one I never felt that way the first one I was like so confident because I got pregnant like the very first time I tried it was like oh please this is so easy and then I was completely floored to have a molar pregnancy I was like what are you talking about so that was shocking because I just didn't that didn't even come into my psyche. Then in KJ, and I was like, I, I never was that nervous. I don't know. I was, I was like, I do, I do know I went to one therapy session. I was like, it's out of my control. And my therapist, Robin, was like, look, if something happens, it is nature's way of like taking care of it. You know, like there's something wrong. <clears throat> and then after that, and I really remember after I guess the NIPT test with KJ, which came back normal, and we were having a boy. And then I think, I guess once I especially went for the 18 week, because they look for like spina bifida, I think then, um, I was like, I was like, I had the best pregnancy. I felt so good. So this pregnancy, I was really anxious the entire time. And to be honest, I never felt great. Like I never, I was just so tired all the time. And I never got like really nauseous. I just always kind of had this like kind of nausea which I always felt like was a little strange. Then we get on vacation, right? I get this NIPT result back. It's good news. I'm celebrating. You know, of course, I'm an optimist. So we did a little gender reveal party for our family in Michigan. Because why not? You know, we're thinking everything's good. Um, And then I started having this brown discharge. Again, like can be normal, right? So, you know, it, it was like all day on and off. Went on for a week. All right, fine. Then like I go into week two, still going on. So talk to my doctor and they were like, well, you're going to go for a 12 week scan in Maine, right? Because then I went on to Maine. <sighs> also, I, I think in hindsight, I don't recommend, not that it would have changed the outcome, but traveling maybe uh, the first trimester <laughs> when you're 41 years old trying to have a kid. So anyhow, uh, so I, I was having this brown discharge for like two weeks. Go to Maine, go to the OBGYN there to do my NP scan, my 12-week NP scan, right? Which is they're measuring the fluid in the neck to see if the child's like developing. Okay. Well, this is when I was like, I don't think this is good. So we go in for the scan for her and they couldn't really get a great measurement. They were like, well, the baby's not like in the right position. And, you know, she was measuring. She should have been like 12 weeks, four days or something. And they thought she was like maybe measuring at 11 weeks, three days. So at this point, I'm like, that's not good. But she's still at a good heartbeat. So I talked to my OBGYN. He's like, well, let's, you know, let's wait and see. And, you know, it won't really matter till the 20-week scan because then we'll see, you know, is she like, because I guess they can die. They diagnose like children sometimes like that are measuring small in the womb, but they still are like born and everything can be fine. And he's like, you know, if the brown discharge doesn't stop, you need to, you need to come in and see me. So then of course, you know, it, it kind of stopped for a couple days. Then it came back. So I just, I don't know. After that guys, like I never really, I just would like wake up in the middle of the night, like almost with a panic feeling. This is why I feel like I self-sabotage myself. I don't know. I say this to Schman. And then I say to my to Schman too, did I over like vitamize myself? <laughs> I know you're like, what the fuck? But like, I almost feel like, you know, women like myself, and I know a lot of women listening to this can relate, where you're like type A, you know, you take care of yourself all the time and you eat all the right things. I almost think I ought to eat shit because I'd probably be better off, right? I mean, I'd probably. But I almost think to myself, do I take too many, you know, supplements? I was taking a prenatal and I was taking uh, some vitamin D and um, 
CoQ, uh, ubiquinol CoQ10, which is supposed to be for egg quality. I was taking that. Um, and then, uh, you know, my acupuncturist had herbs. I know you're probably listening to this going, why the fuck are you taking herbs from an acupuncturist? But I have done it over the years for years and I thought it was working. But now I'm like, maybe this shit is just like, I've like hyper, you know, my body's like on fucking herb steroids. So I don't know. You can tell me what you think. Please, if you're like a medical doctor and you know, tell me. Like, just be honest. I need to know. Because I've already made up my mind what I'm going to do next steps anyhow. But so anyway, I, that was not a good sign. But the meaning she was measuring small at this 12-week appointment. So we decided to come back early from Maine for many reasons. But I was exhausted. I wasn't feeling any better, even though, you know, first trimester was down. Um, the anxiety, the brown discharge on and off. So come back. Go in for what would have been a 14-week scan, and there was no heartbeat this past week. Um, and, you know, just such a gut punch. Anybody that's been through it, and it's, you know, it's so hard for everybody. It's hard for the person doing the, oh, oh my God. It's hard for the person doing the exam. It's hard for the OBGYN, especially being so late, you know, although she probably passed away. You know, I mean, if she didn't, if she was growing like 11 weeks, three days, and actually they measured the, what was kind of left of the fetus when I was there and it was still like 11 weeks something. So she probably passed away shortly after that. But anyway, so difficult for everybody. Had a DNC the next day, which was like last Thursday. Thank God the DNC went really well. The doctor called. Um, they're going to send away, you know, all the tissue, the fetus and everything for pathology testing. So I'll probably find out more here in a couple weeks. I've been amazing OBGYN here again uh, that I ended up finding in L.A. If, you, if you're in L.A. and you need a, a doctor, DM me. I'll tell you. He's, he's like five star, five star, five star. And anyway, he just called me and he was like, look, obviously this is so shitty. And it was like, yep. <laughs> but he's like, look, I think no matter what comes back, like whether this is inconclusive or there was some genetic issue, I don't think it should change like what your plan is. And I was like, I know I'm there. I'm there. Like just emotionally and everything. So basically, and, and Schman and I were kind of at this plan anyway, because we were obviously going to start IVF. But I think if there's like a silver lining to this, like, I'm, I'm not even doing fucking IVF. Like, forget, forget, are you kidding? Honey, my eggs are scrambled. Okay, I, no, I'm not doing IVF. Pass, pass. I'm going straight to egg donation. Okay, sign me up. Get the fucking book out where you pick out the uh, donor and let's get profiling. So um, my doctor was like, he's, he's amazing. He's like, I, I think that's a really good plan. So anyhow, uh, I was so excited. We had done this, these gender reveals for our families. They were super excited. We definitely were having a girl. We were thrilled about that. And it's just like, oh, uh, these late miscarriages are something else. So anyhow, here we are. It sucks. I cannot believe I'm saying this again. But like I said, you know, it's more common than it's not. And we are of, you know, we're young. But when you're in this baby game, it's not always so young, over 40. And uh, yeah, 
I would love to know, okay, now I'm back to the drawing board. I'm not really back to the drawing board. Like I said, there's a silver lining. I know we are going to have more healthy children and that's ultimately what we want. I know I'm going to have a healthy daughter and uh, I am ready to move on to an egg donor. So did you use an egg donor? How did it go? Um, if you've done any research, I, d- I had done research before because even looking at IVF, I'd said to the IVF doctor, I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm not like, I'm sorry, we're trying to buy a dumpy house out here in LA. <laughs> I'm not going to spend $150,000. I don't have $150,000 to spend on endless rounds of IVF. So what do you think? You know, at my age, what do you think? And he's like, well, you know, you don't have any health issues, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I would try two rounds. That's it. And then I'd move on to an egg donor. Well, I think, you know, again, if there's any silver lining to this, it is that the decision is very clear as to what we're going to do. So did you use an egg donor? How did it go? How'd it go? What do I need to know? Frozen eggs are fresh. Um, and uh, so anyway, I that's, that is what is going on in our world. And it totally blows. And that's just, I don't know. Well, I do know. I mean, it's like depressing. And of course, you're like super hormonal. So like, you know, everybody I see, I'm like, I'm a mess. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh my God, are you okay? No. But. Everybody understands, which is also why I share, because I think everybody understands. And I think, thank God we're at a place in our world where people do share and I think are sharing more. You know, not everybody feels comfortable like telling everyone basically like what their underwear look like, which is what I do. Like, you know, I understand what a lot of people like to keep things private. And in fact, believe me, when things like this happen, I say to Shaman, maybe we ought to keep things more to the chest, you know, because... Oh, I swear to God, our lives are like a fucking soap opera, you know? I mean, thankfully less dramatic, and let's keep it that way. I'm not looking to go soap opera route, thanks. But uh, anyway, but this journey. So tell me about your egg donor journey. I want all the advice at the Sarah Fraser Show. Um, You know anybody in LA that's good? I want the best. This is my problem, though. This is like type A. This is what D.C. gave me. I love Washington, D.C. so much. It gave me so much. But it gave me type A. Where I think I've spent too much time on nutrition and vitamins and taking all these things when probably if I stopped all that shit and just let my body did its thing, I probably would have had three kids by now. And then you say to yourself, well, I did get pregnant. Did I over-medicate myself? Should I try again with my own eggs? But I think I think we know the answer to that, which is no. Because it's just too, it's it's just too dramatic. Like if I had normal miscarriages, like, you know, in the first eight weeks, like most people do and the statistics say, then it would be like, okay, it's not easier by any means, but at least you're expecting it then, or you're not totally shocked. But it's like after the first trimester, what the fuck? Oh. God, I hope you've had a better summer than me. You know, um, let me, I do want to thank a wonderful sponsor and then I'll get back to asking you guys some questions that you can please send to me. Um, 
How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. I call him the Nozempic Ben-on-Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. I do want to shout them out because they've been amazing and everybody's been so supportive, but Blissy Pillowcases has also been supportive. Uh, let me tell you, look, I love a silk pillowcase and Blissy is changing the game because Blissy Pillowcases help you sleep better this summer with their award-winning 100% mulberry silk pillowcases. The best part is if you sweat at night, like you don't sweat through your um, pillowcase. Also, they help prevent hair breakage. They're amazing for your skin if you want to look better. They actually keep the moisturizer on your face and not on your pillowcase. The best part about them is they are washable and hypoallergenic. Blissy pillowcases, as I said, are made from 100% mulberry silk, which is great. Um, You can sleep comfortably without itching or rashes. So if you have sensitive skin, they're amazing for that. And they're one of the few silk pillowcases that you can throw in the washer and dryer and boom, they're back on your pillow feeling great. Blissy Silk Pillowcases are the best silk pillowcases on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash TSFS and get an additional 30% off. That's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y.com slash TSFS. And use code TSFS to get an additional 30% off. Sleep cooler this summer with Blissey. So anyway, um, look, I know it will be our turn again. 
we're so blessed to have KJ. And um, I, yeah, I, I just, I'm always inspired hearing you guys. You guys are so smart. You work for amazing companies and scientists. And like I said, I, I have to shout out Marianne, who worked in the fertility business for years. And she's the one that had hooked me up initially with Dr. Wexstein in um, San Francisco. And I bet you guys are wondering, well, wait, why aren't you going back to Dr. Wexstein? He's actually retiring. So um, yeah, it was a wild summer. And you know, I don't know, you know, things just, God always has the best plan, but literally the week we found out we were pregnant, Shmano had his um, heart ablation. So, you know, I just wonder if like all that stress was too much, but I'm sure it was probably more of a genetic issue, but you really play the game of like, did I do too much? And I, I don't know. And I'm really tired of being like this, like health nut, you know, for what? For what? I feel like women that are these health nuts are the women that have the most for, like fertility issues because they're like me. They're all fucking you know, I don't know, like bathing in eucalyptus oil, thinking that that shit's going to help. <sighs> There's my rant. So that's it. But I think it's very clear. I know some people will be like, try IVF. I did IVF at 42 and I got 10 great eggs. I mean, I, I always like to hear your stories because like if I just don't like your advice, I don't take it. It doesn't bother me, <laughs> which I hope at this point you do the same on this podcast. I hope if you don't like some of my opinions, you just ignore them because I do that for when people message me. I love, speak your mind. I do. But doesn't mean you have to take everything I say as Bible and I don't take everything you say as Bible. So there we go. But I I cannot imagine at this point that IVF is something we're going to pursue in using my own eggs. I just, I, I, I don't think so. I'm open to hear some suggestions, but I doubt it. I think we're moving on to an egg donor. Um, and I want, because I want a healthy baby and, and using a 27-year-old eggs is the way to go. And, you know, my advice, you have to do what you want in your life. And, and I, I'm, Shman and I always say, because I, I got together with Shman when I was 31. And I, when things like this happen, I kicked myself like, why didn't we start having kids at 34? And, you know, Shman's like, if we did, we wouldn't be together. You know, we were still figuring us out. And it's true. And I mean, to be honest, I didn't really like children until 35. And then, then it like all kicked in. I'm such a late bloomer too in life, you know, which isn't helpful when you're trying to have a child. It's like, oh, I hate children. Now I'm obsessed. And you know what the worst part is? Every woman knows this. And every man knows this that's been through a miscarriage. It's it, the minute it happens, every, everybody is fucking pregnant. And everybody has a new child. Everywhere you go. We just went to this Michigan State alum event. Everyone there is pregnant. Everyone there is rolling out their newborn. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, you know, that could have been me. But, uh, you know, you. I mean, look – I see it as inspiration, right? I think the, there, when you see this pregnant, beautiful woman, it's like a sign, right? They're everywhere. So um, it's like pennies, right? You know, you turn around twice and there's a penny. So maybe that's just a good sign that it's all coming. But it's just any woman that's had a miscarriage, it's like that's like the first thing. But we are okay. Like people go, you know, people, family members and friends are like, are you guys okay? I mean, we're not. You know, everybody that's been through this knows. You're like not okay. It's so depressing. But we are okay in that we have amazing support and each other and a great therapist. And, you know, we're going to work through this trauma and, you know, get healthy and, um, uh, yeah, did you, did you, wait, did you see, okay, see, here I go, <laughs> here I go. Did you see, like, a, a mental health coach to get pregnant so you didn't, like, psych yourself out with worry? See, I wonder if I'm such a worrier that I worried myself, my child, ill. I don't know. Is that possible? I know, you second guess. Please tell me. But are you a um, fertility mind coach? <laughs> 
I mean, I think I need to do less coaching, honestly. But then I did sort of think, okay, you are going to get pregnant because you're going to use a 26-year-old's eggs. And your body loves being pregnant when you're healthy. So you got to get your mind right, sis. Like, forget the fucking, I don't need to take any vitamins now. Because these eggs are going to be young. But you got to get your mind right. So I'm open to any coaching. But you do not have to send me any more books about fucking my egg quality, sis. It's over. They've been good. I, I'm very grateful for my body. My body, my uterus has carried me so far. Wonderful. So grateful for these beautiful ovaries that keep going. But now it's time to let a younger woman do some work. So there you go. All right. Oh. Thank you for listening. I, I mean, I'm still here. I'm just like crying. <laughs> If you're like, wait, did she drop the microphone? Where'd she go? No, no, I'm just, just having a moment. I can't thank you because I'll start crying because you guys are like, I mean, you guys have been with me. Some of you guys have been with me since like the very first day I was on the Kane show. So 2007 and like have followed my life. And all of you thought back then, there's no way this bitch is ever going to be crying over like having a kid. <laughs> You were like, let alone meet a man. Let alone this bitch married a man. What? <laughs> but y'all been there from the start. And I know, I know. So anyway, oh, so I can't thank you, but you know, I am thanking you. Because if I thank you, I'll, I'll go MIA. And then you'll be like, did you drop the mic again? <laughs> Anyhow. Oh. That's it. I feel like I'm missing other details. Do you want to know other details? I would tell them all because I think uh, it helps other women. But it was, you know, I just, I did have something. I did feel the entire time something was off. I just knew my ovulation really well. And for her to not be measuring correctly from the start, I was like, maybe, maybe. Um, and then even getting the NIPT back, I was just, there was just something, some gut feeling. It was just, and I really wasn't anticipating getting pregnant because we'd been trying, nothing had been happening. So I really was getting ready for IVF. So I was kind of in that mode when I got that positive pregnancy test. So, and then Schmano's thing, I don't know. It just, it was always seemed off, but yet exciting because seems things did seem to be progressing there. So, Okay. Love you guys all. You can find, you all know where to find me. Uh, please send me your egg donor stories. I would love it. If, did you over-medicate yourself while trying to get pregnant? Is that possible or am I, you know, crazy? And did you get a, um, like a mental fertility toughness coach to help you think positive and just chill? I love all those suggestions. All right. Bye everybody. 